Welcome to the Reinvest Podcast, a podcast that is based on building confidence for you to manage your personal finances and the ministry finances that you've been entrusted with. Welcome back to another episode of the Reinvest Podcast. Uh, me and Chris Compton are talking today about uh, retirement goal savings uh, for 2021. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about why it's important to start a retirement account uh, and get started as early as you can. Uh, we'll also talk a little bit about you know contribution limits for 2021 uh, and different ways that you can uh, set aside money that uh, to take advantage of you know the benefits that you have by by uh, being able to participate in an employer plan or even in just a traditional IRA. So let's start talking about why it's important uh, to have a retirement account and starting early. Yeah, I think so many people, as it comes to uh, starting early, I find that uh, so many people don't, which is, you know. uh, Yeah, like the national average is like, I think 45 or 50, somewhere in that age range is where people mostly start. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think, you know, working in the field that we work in, we've seen maybe some of that trend, at least in our ranks, you know, change and getting younger people. But um, it it is, as you say, so important to get started earlier because the earlier you get started, the more time you have for your money uh, to work for you. And, you know, getting started earlier, typically doesn't mean you can start out at the rate or the amount you want to contribute because you're just getting started out in your career. You may not contribute as much, but smaller amounts, it does allow you to have that compound interest for time that really helps. Yeah. I've been in this field for over 15 years now. And so, you know, knowing the amount of people that start when they're in their twenties, like early twenties, they can put aside little bits of money and have massive accounts by the time they get to retirement. Whereas the people that wait until they're, you know, in their forties or fifties uh, to start, they're putting away tons of money trying to catch up and you just can't. I know several that started like right out of college, their accounts have far exceeded uh, their parents' account already. And, you know, they're in their late to, uh, late thirties, early forties, but they started when they were 20 and their, their parents who have started in their fifties and have saved it until their seventies. And they're still aren't able to keep up with the, with what their kids have done so far. And so, you know, trying to get, you know, especially at college students and people just starting out in their working careers to get started. You know, I think that's probably one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest steps that you can take to be financially secure uh, is just getting started early and then, you know, actually doing what you need to do to, to put money aside. And so you can do a whole lot less and end up with more uh, if you just start early. Yeah. Being started and um, staying consistent uh, with it, you know, because a lot of people, you probably have some who, uh, start a job and they may stay with that same employer for uh, 
15, 20, maybe, you know, 30 years, maybe in their whole life, you know, you don't see that a lot. Um, but what happens sometimes is when you change employers, you may uh, take a break for a time or something like that in your, your contributions. Yeah. So, I think the, I think the national average is something like you'll change jobs like seven times in your career or something like that is what the average is now. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, if you if you ended up stopping and pulling your money out every time you did it, then uh, you're just setting yourself back. But yeah. it's if you can get in, stay consistent, and just let it be retirement and not touch it for other stuff. I mean, it, it really is easy to build an account if you start early. Yeah, we talk to so many people, uh, you know, who are uh, on the verge of retiring within the next five, 10 years who are trying to do all they can to put away as much, you know, money. And some of them will get to a point where, you know, they have a decent retirement, but most don't not where they would like to be. And the, the common refrain is, boy, I wish I could have started when I first got out yeah. uh, pastoring or in, in my job, because I know I could have saved a lot more and wouldn't have to work as nearly as hard uh, for it. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you look at um, the way the IRS sets the contribution limits for, uh, you know, 401ks and 403b9s like we have at our office and uh, Roth IRAs and traditional IRAs. And there's, you know, probably about 15 other types of retirement funds that you can get in, but those are the most common ones. Um, but like for your employer plans, your 401ks and your 403bs, you know, they set the max contra- contribution that you can have withheld out of your salary at like $19,500. But then the total contributions that you could have to your retirement account, like based on what your employer match is, and even if you put in after-tax money and stuff, you can have a total contribution of like $58,000 into your retirement account and they set those limits so high because so many people wait uh, to get started that they have to dump that much money in to be able to, you know, have something in retirement. Cause you know, if you want to, if you want to maintain uh, annual income of like around, was it 35,000, you have to have about a half a million dollars uh, in your retirement account by the time you retire. And so, um, you know, most people probably want more than 35,000 to, to live on, especially if you were making, you know, 50 or 60 in your working career, you don't want to, you know, take a significant pay cut whenever you retire. And so, you know, you've got to have, you got to have time to build that, that money up and stuff. Yeah. And you know, the, uh, the limits, especially with, you know, these port employer plans, they are, really high and uh, gives you that opportunity, you know, to, you know, maybe try to catch up as you get older, but uh, you know, you, you don't have to wait till then, you know, you can, you know, uh, get yourself in position early on to where, you know, you may not be able to put in not 2,500, but those limits are high that I would say, you know, why you can contribute as much as you can, because there could come a, a point where you do, change jobs and maybe you end up the lord puts you in a position 
where you go to a new employee where you don't make as much, you can't contribute as much as you once did, or you have something else that, that comes up. So take advantage of these very friendly, I would say, contribution limits and get starting early, save as much as you can. We've said this often here at the office that no one gets to retirement and says, I wish I didn't have this much money. They all wish they'd had more. So, uh, so yeah, I think getting started early is, is important. And with these contribution limits, these employer plans, like you said, the 401k, 403b are very friendly. And, and even too, some may decide they, they won't both have an you know, employer plan and also maybe having a, a Roth IRA or an IRA and those, those limits are not as high. I think they're, you know, $6,000 for a yearly contribution. So, you know, a person may decide to have both to kind of diversify their savings. Yeah. And, and, you know, most time when people ask them, you know, should they have both? Then I, I usually tell them it really depends. Like if you're maxing out your, your 401k or your 403b, you know, and then you still got money that you want to set aside, then yeah, go ahead and set up, you know, in a Roth or a, or a traditional IRA and put some extra money in there. Um, there are some limits when it comes to like how much money you're allowed to put in, you know, you have to at least make that much, uh, money. So you couldn't, you couldn't defer more money than what you are actually making. But, um, you know, those rules are, are pretty easy to, to manage. And I don't know a lot of people that, uh, get into a situation to where they are outside of what the rules say they can, can do. And you, you run across every once in a while. I mean, if you had a really good paying job or something like that, or you and your spouse both had really good paying jobs and you might get to where you're outside of those limits, but you know, those are pretty easily found as well. So, and you can always contact our office if you need, you know, a more detailed version of, you know, what is the limits and stuff. But, you know, the, the IRS has also seen the importance that so many people wait to get started, that they've even added like extra catch-ups um, that you can do once you get to age 50. Uh, so like for your 401ks and your 403bs, like once you get a, you can reduce out of your paycheck uh, $19,500 a year. But then if you're over 50, you can do another uh, $6,500 on top of that to help boost your retirement savings. And then for like IRAs and and uh, traditional and Roth, they give you an extra $1,000. And so instead of you having your $6,000 limit for those, you, you can bump it up to seven. And so, you know, those are pretty generous um, amounts whenever you think about the average um, salary for, or the average household income, I think for the United States is something around 51 or $52,000. I think I haven't looked those numbers up recently, but I'm pretty sure that's where it's at. And you're talking about almost half of that could be deferred into a retirement account you know, without having to pay taxes on it. So that's a pretty generous limit that they set for those, those type of retirement funds. Yeah. And talking about starting early and for those who you know, are listening and maybe you didn't start as early as you would like, 
uh, maybe you didn't know about these these catch up, and you know it gives you an opportunity to hopefully catch up. You know, it's hard to make up time, especially if you're within five, ten years of retirement. It's hard to make up for those twenty plus years of, of savings. And uh, but with these generous, you're talking, you know, in an employer plan, nineteen thousand five hundred, you can put in, and you get the additional sixty five hundred. You know, that's twenty six thousand dollars you could save for if you are able to do that. So it does create some additional room for, you know, a person to do that. And, you know, we've seen several who take, take advantage of that. Uh, but the idea would be uh, to try to really get started early so you, you don't have to depend upon trying to bank all that at the end. But, you know, you get started early and you can save more. It always does help to save more in, in the end. Yeah, one of the, one of the things that I try to when I'm talking with, um, especially college age students uh, who are just starting into the workforce and they're just starting to set up their retirement accounts and things like that. Um, you know, well, one I try to get them to go ahead and start their retirement accounts, and the next thing I try to do is get them to put as much into it as they can at that point in their life. And so a lot of times people will when they start out working, they may not be married, they may not have kids. And so they've got a lot more disposable income. And so instead of, you know, buying new cars and boats and, you know, all the toys, uh, if you, you know, save that until, you know, you get to a point to where you can't save it anymore. So like you have kids come along, you get married and you've got other expenses that start to, to pull on those funds you know, having it in there early, you get that time value add uh, on top of those funds that, you know, you just, you can't make up for. And so that extra thousand that you put in when you were 26, by the time you get to age 65, that thousand has grown immensely more than what you could have spent it on, you know, whenever you were 26 and trying to, you know, go have fun with it or whatever. And so trying to think about your future self a little bit when you're young is, is tougher. Most people, whenever they're that age, they think as I get older, I'll make more money and it'll be easier to save and stuff. And I'll tell you, it's not, it never gets easier to save. Um, you know, you, you end up with kids and a wife and the house and a mortgage and car payments. And then the water heater goes out and you have all these things that, you know, it's just life. And the only extra money you have is the extra money you have right now. And so it's like, you know, just if you've got it now, then save it and, you know, try to try to build up that cushion so that you don't have to worry about it as much as you get older. Uh, it makes your stress level go down immensely. Yeah. And I think it's important for us to, you know, as we think about this personally, but as we, you know, if we have kids or we have grandkids to try to help point them in this, this direction of saving early and often to help maybe change some of those percentages of people who, you know, enter retirement very unprepared or having to delay retirement or uh, stay at a, a job or a ministry much longer than they need to be or the ministry needs them to be. And so, you know, if we can encourage our kids and grandkids and teach them some good sound financial principles with this starting early, I think that helps you know, the process uh, too. 
um, talking about, you know, savings and setting goals and, you know, knowing that, you know, you set these goals and you may not reach them. Um, but, you know, it's important to have goals that you set, what you're going to save and, and then evaluate those uh, often as you move, move along and see where you're at. And anytime you can get a raise or see that after you evaluate, you're not on track where you would like to be, you know, look for ways to be able to increase those contributions as you go along uh, each year can, uh, you know, you just don't want to set a savings rate and forget about it, especially if you're starting out small, you need to evaluate that often. Yeah. If I was going to, if I was going to try to talk to somebody about setting a retirement savings goal for 2021, one of the things that I would, one of the first things I would say is does your employer offer a match or a benefit uh, that you're not currently taking advantage of? So if you're not like, if you, if you're in that situation to where your employer offers a match or, you know, if you contribute to, when I say match, I mean, when you contribute to your retirement account, your employer also will contribute to your retirement account. Um, I, I won't say that, a lot of employers do that, but many employers do that. They offer some type of match. Uh, and that that's really, it's basically like giving yourself a raise uh, for, for the year, even though you're not able to spend it right away. It is your money that's going into your retirement account. And so, um, you know, being able to, to get something like that, uh, set up. That's a, that's a pretty big benefit and a pretty nice benefit that not everybody gets. And so if you're in a situation to where, you know, your employer is going to offer you one of those, uh, then take advantage of that and try to take advantage of it to the full amount. So, you know, if it's a 2% match where they'll match up to 2% of your salary, then put in the 2%. If it's a 5% then do that, um, you know, because you're basically, you're basically guaranteed a hundred percent return on all the money that you put in there because your employer is going to match it. And so, um, you know, a hundred percent return is that's good numbers. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, can't get that everywhere. And so, you know, that, that would be my first, like if, if your employer offers something like that, then that would be my first savings goal is to hit that, get that full match of that benefit. And then from there, um, you know, most financial advisors are going to recommend that you're saving somewhere between 15 uh, to 20% of your income into uh, retirement or savings vehicle so that you can maintain your current lifestyle uh, whenever you reach retirement. And so that's a, that's a pretty significant number whenever you, you know, look at it. And so most people probably can't start there. Uh, but, trying to set that as a goal to say, all right, I can't do 15% now, but I can do 4% or, or 5%. And I'm going to try to increase that each year, you know, half a percent or a percent, and then set that as one of your long-term goals. Um, you know, if you set it up to be automatic where it's coming out of your uh, paycheck before it actually hits your account, then you could set it up as a, pre-tax uh, contribution and so that way it you're not seeing a dollar for dollar difference when it comes out of your your check account because you're not having to pay taxes on on as much money as you were before 
And so you can, you can actually put more money aside now, um, by doing that kind of thing to where it's, it's saving you, um, tax dollars on the front end. Um, the Roth works a little bit different than that. So if you're going to do a Roth, then it would be a dollar for dollar difference because you're with the way the Roth works, you're actually paying the taxes on it before you put it in. A lot of people will focus on, um, the Roth because they hear, Oh, the money is tax free whenever you pull it out. And the only part that's tax free is the earnings. Uh, which I mean, if you're young and you're putting in that money, that could be a significant amount of money that you could get tax free. Uh, but you know, the, the government likes it when you pay the taxes on it up front because they get those tax dollars now. And so they're going to recommend you doing it that way. There's a reason that, that it was set up the other way first. And so, um, you know, you, you would have to pay taxes on pre-tax things in the future, but uh, the benefits with the time value add and, and things like that, they, they're pretty significant. So just take all that into consideration whenever you're thinking about whether you want to do Roth or traditional uh, when you're setting up your retirement savings. You could maybe have a little both. Uh, each person's you know situation are unique and it could be a good benefit to have some Dollars are already taxed that you could withdraw in retirement if you need it to before you settle your account and get a monthly check. Maybe you just want to buy a new car, so you you know whatever to have for retirement. So there are some advantages. Yeah, I think I think the the last thing that I would mention when it comes to goals for twenty twenty one would be you know, if you've got retirement savings already. So, so one of the common trends that we see uh, in the retirement industry is that you will have um, some people that will start early and they will save up some money at, uh, at one of their jobs, putting money into a retirement account. And then they get into their thirties and they're married and they've got kids and they have, a couple of things happen and they want to withdraw the money to, you know, pay off debt or something like that. And there's some, there's some advice out there that would say, Oh, it's better to be out of debt than to, than to, you know, have money in the bank or whatever. Um, but that's really, that gets to be a little bit tougher case whenever you're looking at your retirement because the time value add on those dollars and there's calculators out there to where you can see what the time value add would be on, you know, money that you had in your retirement account. If you pulled it out to pay off debt versus what it could earn in the market um, and how, how much benefit you're actually giving up uh, before before anybody uh, would do something like that, then I would, I would really encourage them to look at one of those calculators and see how much it's actually going to cost you to pay off your debt because they look at, Oh, well, I've got this interest rate and my investment returns only at this interest rate. And I could pay that debt off and be, 
out of debt and be in a much better position. But the problem is, is most people, when they pay off their debt, they don't turn around and save the money that they were paying on debt. They just end up spending it. And so they end up putting themselves in a tougher financial position than they would have been if they just kept their retirement savings and worked on paying off their debt. And then it take them a little bit longer to get out of debt, but they would still have the retirement savings. And so they don't have to try to build that back. Um, that that's a pretty common thing, especially with 30 and 40 year olds to where they'll get a little bit of money and then try to draw it out to pay off something. There's penalties involved in that. And, and you're giving up that time value yeah. uh, that you'd have. And, and you know, I kind of, I alluded to this a little earlier and it's on, in the same vein as this is not only do, you know, people get to that age and may have, you know, debt or bill that they want to pay and they would like to use a retirement account to finance that, but changing jobs, it's a lot some easier for some when you're changing jobs, you, you may not know what to do. You've had a, a 401k with your employer or a 403b and you, you're switching employers. Now you've got this money that you may be forced to do something with uh, or, or not. And oftentimes a lot of, some people would just, you know, withdraw it and use it. Maybe they use it to, you know, help with moving expenses or, or whatever the case, you know, may be. And it, it's such a, it's such a big mistake to, to do that with the, the loss of the value over time. And you can do calculations and see, I mean, I've done that for people and, you know, losing thousands and tens of thousands of dollars of, of your earnings and the compound interest over time by withdrawing earlies and not, not including the penalties. And so it's, it's easy to, you know, most of those plans you can get a new plan with your employer, or if you have to open up an, an IRA or something to roll it over or don't, uh, we would just tell you not to not to withdraw it early. Keep it for uh, retirement. Uh, you'll be glad you do. Yeah, and it's and the penalties. Like when we're talking about penalties, like you have tax that's due on it. Uh, which the the rule is is if you withdraw it in a lump sum, then it's like a twenty percent tax. Now some of that may come back to you depending on what your tax bracket is. Uh, but then there's an early withdrawal penalty if you're under age 59 and a half that is like 10%. You don't get any of that back. That's that's a penalty that comes. And they they usually don't withhold that on the front end. So you're responsible for it at the end of the year when you file your taxes. And so um, that's come to a shock to several people that have withdrawn early and then at the end of the year when they file their taxes they get hit with that 10 percent penalty and they don't have the money to come up with it and so then they're scrambling and stuff and so um just kind of if you if you do end up going down that path you really need to look at like what are the implications and taxes that are going to be owed and penalties and things like that well i want to thank uh all of you for joining us uh, we do uh, encourage you to contact us if you have questions. Uh, we're more than happy to help, um, you know, but we would encourage anybody that hasn't started saving for retirement to go ahead and, and get started on that. Uh, it's, it's very easy to set up an account, uh, whether you're setting one up with us or if you're setting one up 
uh, with your employer. The paperwork is very easy. Get started, set your goals. Um, if they're, if your employer offers a match, then take full advantage of that. Um, you know, if you already have your account set up, then keep your account set up so that uh, you're not touching it or drawing down from it. Um, don't, don't erode the hard work that you've already done. Um, and you know, if you've, if you've had it and you've been putting money aside, but you've not really looked at it or set a goal for what you're trying to do, uh, then take a look at that and, and, and set you a goal for 2021 and say, you know, Oh, I want to be at, you know, 5% or 6% of my salary in there. So, and you, you actually start building towards something. Uh, and then, you know, if you do end up in a situation where you need to withdraw it uh, for something, then do your research and see, you know, could you roll it over? Uh, you know, what was, what are your options so that you don't have to pay those penalties and, and taxes on it until you actually need to draw it out for actual retirement. And so we're more than happy to help talk through any of this with anybody uh you can contact us through the reinvest uh fwb website or through boardretirement.com um uh, i appreciate you guys uh for taking time listening to us uh we'll be back uh with our next episode uh in a couple weeks border retirement and the reinvest podcast is not investment advisor This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as investment advice or an offer or a solicitation with respect to purchase or sell of any security strategy or investment product. Investors should make their own decision on investment strategies based on their specific investment objective and financial circumstances. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. For additional information on the Board of Retirement or Reinvest and our retirement services, please view our website at boardofretirement.com or reinvestfwb.com or by calling 877-767-7738. Thank you for listening to the Reinvest podcast. For more information, please visit our website at reinvestfwb.com. Please subscribe to the Reinvest podcast through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and more.